Welcome to Sound Like a Pop series, Making a Musical. A while back, I sat down with the creators of a new musical entitled Invisible, the Musical. In our limited series, we interviewed the creators, David Hollingsworth and David Orris, about their journey from concept to the stage. Two years have passed. We decided it was time to check in. On this episode, my colleague Matt Temanini talks to director Mark Kudish and how he became involved with the Davids and Invisible the Musical. As Mark is driving around Los Angeles in busy preparation for the next performance, listen for his GPS occasionally making a guest appearance in the interview. Are you in Southern California just for invisible rehearsals? Do you have other stuff going on? What's the? Uh, what's I have the... other. St- oh, I have other stuff going on like crazy. It's all. Yeah. It's all in New York. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was going to ask about all that too. So you take the time out of all the crazy stuff that's going on in New York. You're getting ready for uh, to come back to Broadway, and you're going out to LA for rehearsals for this show. Obviously, this is something that you're committed to and and interested in how did this whole process come together to bring you involved i assume it was something because of your affiliation with cd theatricals yeah um because you know um shannon uh and i had worked out there and we put up a production of joseph that i think i know myself and shannon and i think 3d were very proud of uh and I, TJ got in touch with me and just said, you know, these guys that I've been working with uh, have this show uh, that is very interesting. Um, I think you're the person for where the play may ultimately need to go. And uh, I read it. And initially, I didn't. Find Use the left two I to turn left onto the ramp to I-10 West. Maybe connected to it initially, and I said to TJ, "I don't know if I'm the guy for this." And uh, he and you know, we just talked about it a little bit, and I said, "Well, like you know, maybe you know, with the and after talking and saying, you know, like I'm just not sure because what's the what's the focus here? What's the focus there? Or where do they?" And then he said, "Yeah, and that's why I think that you know, you guys might get along really well." Hmm. So then I, uh, he connected me with David and David 
and we talked and, you know, I just said, look, here's how I think I can help you guys. If this is of interest to you, because I know that they've been working on it for quite some time. Right. Yeah. And, you know, like with other projects that I've worked on as a director that way, it's the thing of saying, look, I know you've been working on it a long time and you have your goal. You have ultimately what you want the show to be. This is I think maybe a point of view that I've got that I can offer. If this doesn't work for you, I'm not your guy, you know? And after talking with David and David, we had the greatest conversation and it just seemed like, yeah, let's, let's do this. Let's give it a shot. And so, uh, you know, we agreed. And then we started talking about, like, I knew that there was this presentation at 54 below Uh, there was, which is great because then I'm like, great, we have a deadline. So let's do some developmental work before that. And if we're going to do that, let's see if TJ is interested in actually doing another reading in which we can, you know, apply our three ideas to what the script is to see where we get to so that when we're at 54, we are presenting what the script is most up to date with the music. Do you know what I mean? It's like, cause at 54, we're going to largely just do the music, right. but obviously story is going to inform all of that. And so for the last, Oh gosh, since April, uh, mid April, late April, we've been Skyping and working and talking and, and doing a lot of work. I mean, amazing amounts of work. David and David are amazing at how they work. Uh, I, I've been wildly impressed with the passion that they've attacked this, this, this fresh perspective that I bring in with them. And they've done, I mean, above and beyond what I thought that, you know, where we would be in terms of the work kind of work that we do. And uh, I mean, which has been great. You know, we had our first night last night and we, you know, to have actors and real people, some have done the piece before, some are new, um, but to hear it uh, has been fantastic. And I, it's just, it's, it's, I love process, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of rambling right now, which I do (laughs) <laughs> but well, uh this is great but i love i think i love process more than anything and i love it when people are in the process together and these guys are just in it and i real it's just it, it it just makes life a you know a happy it makes work a happy experience yeah take exit 3b what? I got it. I took the exit already. <laughs> My God. Uh, so what is it about your perspective? You said you bring a different perspective than maybe they'd been working with before. What? You on I-405 <laughs> South for eight miles. What is that I know, perspective? Dude, it's crazy. Yeah. What is that perspective that you bring to this process that maybe they hadn't been working with before that's informed these changes that you've been making since April? Well, I would say this. Um, And it's just in general, like, my point of view in anything that I do in the industry, it's interesting being in this business a long time. I mean, I think in many ways, my good fortune has been that I've remained in the business and I've remained active in the business because however the business has been in flux or changed or style or point of view, 
or you know what I mean, or generationally, however yeah. things have changed, I think that the theater itself remains a constant. And my belief has always been, what are we trying to give to the audience? What is the story tonight? What are we leaving them with? What is the conversation? And my feeling about anything on the, on, on the stage is we're meant to engage a live audience. Entertainment is already there. It's already a given. You're watching really talented people performing live in front of your face. Entertainment is already there. Now, beyond entertainment, what's the engagement? Because it is a live audience. It's a community coming together. So what are we trying to say tonight? And that's the way I approach everything, be it as an actor or as a director. I just, I'm acutely aware that we're doing it for them, not us. And so I just said to the guys, like, so what is it that we're trying to say to the audience? The piece is based in the late 80s, and that's great. You know, it's obviously, especially lately, it's a place of nostalgia now, you know. But I said beyond that, beyond the nostalgia of it, so what are we trying to say? Because it's always about the human condition. So I sort of really pressed for, in this particular case, I said to the guys, you know, you've chosen your, your, your source material as a great thriller, you know, from that English Gothic sort of uh, 19th, late 19th century, uh, early 20th century period. So let's, let's get into the thriller. Let's get into the edge of it. Let's get into the, the ugliness of the characters and the ugliness of the things that happen. Let's really explore you know, um, let's discover like, and, and all, also like, I always believe that characters should be in a constant state of discovery. Again, that's why we go to the theater. Yeah. You know, it's always about why are we asking people to see an event? If not, because it is an important event of discovery. So, and it was already very funny and very witty, and there were some great characters, and you have great source material to touch on, but then, you know, like, so how is it universal, even though the sandbox is in the 80s and in high school, which I found attractive, because, again, I think the voice of the theater today is very millennial. It's a very youthful voice. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it's about the generation that's saying, you know, that's living in their emotional state because the world is a very complicated place lately. And as we all know, you know, emotions have more value than actuality at times, you know? So you go back to what you say is a simpler time, but was it a simpler time? Were we still in the state, the same emotional states as humans then as we are now, which is always yes. And, I just was like, let's, let's push, let's see how far we can go. Let's, you know, and I think there were certain things they wanted to play with that they felt like they had to shy away from when it came to the darker side of character story or the edgier side of character story. Like I said to them, guys, let's do a thriller. Like, let's do a thriller. Let's do a teenage thriller. I said, you know, a teenage Sweeney Todd, right? <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, or Evan Hansable man. So, like, let's go to that place and let's play with the idea of, you know, what is a bully? Does a bully just have muscles? You know, what is a good guy? What is a bad guy? 
Who should we feel for? Why should we feel for them? And so a lot of the characters that sort of had not necessarily had a, a, a large, like there are characters that were, I don't want to call them two-dimensional, but let's just say a more linear storyline that now have greater arc to them. So quite a few of these characters, not just the leading characters, but the supporting characters now have storylines that I actually find to be very unexpected. And where they end up is not what you think they're going. Like, you see them at the top of the show, and you go, oh, okay, I know that guy. Oh, okay, I know that guy. Oh, okay, I know that girl. And by the end of the play, you go, you're going to be surprised how you feel about them. Hmm. And that's the fun of doing, um, that's the fun of doing theater, is being surprised in whatever way that might be. Yeah. Like, and for me, the core of it was they wrote, there's this great song in the show called Reign of Terror. And I really loved it. Like, it was cool, it's hard, it's rocking, you know, and it's just like, a, you know, the lead character of Grip, or one of the lead characters, you know, just unleashing finally, you know, and going to town. And, and But then I said to the guys, I love that song, but where's my reign of terror? <laughs> yeah. Like, don't talk about something and then not give it to me. Oh, my God, I want my reign of terror. I want it. I, he's a bad boy. I want my reign of terror. Yeah. So, exit 45 that is causing a delay. You can avoid it by going via West 120th Street, which takes four minutes if you prefer to stay on the. No, I know, dude. Sorry, you're going to have okay. to have a conversation with both of us. That's all right. I'll take it. No, so I just think that like I was I was asking questions and just you know like and then when you do things like that, you know. When you renovate the kitchen, like, you know, if you've ever owned a place, you renovate a small part of your apartment, and then you look at the renovation, and then you go, well, shit, I've done that now. i got to look at everything else. Yeah. So so you've got – you've made all these changes. You're working on it with this group. You've only had one day of working on this, this reading, obviously. Are you finding more things now that you actually had a day with actors, or are you, are you trying to evaluate – the changes that you've made, what is the, what are you hoping to get out of first this reading with 3d? And then maybe as we fast forward to 54 below, what are you hoping to get out of that part of the process as well? Right now for us, to me, it's lean and mean. That's what I say to the guys, lean and mean. I want to take what we've done. We've done a lot of the work, the rewriting work. We've done so much incredible work the last two months. And right now it's about applying the work that they've done and seeing how it holds. And honestly, the stuff, the new stuff, like I asked for a duet uh, where there was none. And it's one of my favorite songs in the show. It's just through the roof. It's just so great. And to me, in many ways, it's almost like the, the placard for what the whole show ultimately will be in terms of tone. Um, but for me, it's more about, OK, we've done that work. I want to edit lean and mean, get her as lean and mean as possible so that we can make sure that the arc and structure of the story is firm and, and sound, that the characters' arcs are defined. If there are other character arcs that aren't, what do we have to do? We can't get all that done now, but I think we're in such a good place for the work that we do have done. Um, to me, it's just about streamlining and get it all focused, because again, what do we want to leave an audience with? 
And there are a couple of characters that I'm like, I, I'm, I'm still not sure that we've, we've found all of the really good juice for this character's journey yet. But I think we will once we see it. You know, you learn how much information do you need. A lot of times you discover, okay, we don't need that speech or we don't need that song. It's already implicit to the story. And in many ways, it's more powerful if we don't talk about it. It's a fascinating thing in the theater. You know, the theater is about exploring the human condition, but it's also about trusting in the community at large that we all share in the same emotions and feelings and experiences as human beings. Sometimes the less you talk about it, the more impactful it is. Hmm. Because it sort of goes understood, you know, um, like there are a couple of moments in the show still that I go, I, we're here too long. They have too much time to talk about it. You know, we're losing the tension of the moment. Like, and, and if they knew so much about, you know, if they were able to express themselves so well, they wouldn't be in this position to begin with. <laughs> yeah. So it really is about like, you know, and besides there's an arc to a play. You know, the end of the song is not at this moment. The end of the song is at that moment near the end of the play. You know, the song's just been put on hold, but that doesn't mean that we don't just put the needle back down on the record and pick up where we left off. You know, that's sort of the joy of theater. And if you do your work right, entrances and exits, they're always my favorite thing in a show because it's all about leaving the audience with a particular energy that when you reenter, they immediately can remember where you came, where, where they saw you last. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I like that. I've never heard that before. That's uh, that's really interesting. Oh yeah, entrances and exits. For me, as an actor, you know, it was always about you got to go out strong. So when you come back in, the audience is reminded right of where you were, and you can pick up. I like that. I've never, I'll be paying even more attention to the entrances and exits now every time I see a show. So thank you for that. Um, yeah. It's all about the entrances and exits. Yeah. So you're doing this work now. Like you said, when it goes to 54 Below, it's obviously that's a concert venue. So you're just going to be doing, you know, mostly the songs. Um, assuming everything goes well with those, where do you think the show is? on its trajectory moving forward? I mean, is it something where you could see yourself being involved with a full production somewhere sometime? What do you, what do you think the future of invisible? Is? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I think that the future is whatever holds for it. I think the potential for it is to be really a great show in full production an exciting show in full production. And frankly, a show that I don't know that anyone's we've seen the themes before, but I don't know that anyone has seen sort of told in this particular way. Um, which is what excited me about it. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I, look, every project, every piece is its own living organism and it, it requires its own process. So I'm all a step by step by step. Like, I love it when people say, and they see a project or we're going to take it to Broadway, you know? Oh, Okay. And, you know, I know what it is. I've been in the industry for 30 years. So, like, well, we'll take it to whatever the next step is. Like, I never want to overstep or overstate because I think it's like, you know, it's like, 
be happy with the road that you're on and be happy with the journey and enjoy every step of the journey. If all you're looking for or all you're waiting for is the destination, well, you're missing half the trip, aren't you? Yeah. So, I mean, right now, I'm focused on this step. I'm enjoying it. The next step immediately following is 54 below. The step after that, to me, would be doing a, you know, a 29-hour presentation in the city once we finish doing our work and we feel like, okay, we are ready to present this to the community at large or a workshop, possibly in New York or at a regional theater, depending. There's a 13-minute slowdown. I have relationships with a couple of different places that I like, that I think could be advantageous to the process of this piece. I know that 3D is very interested in wanting to make this their first original musical debut. Um, all of those things come into play, but I like to take it step by step by step. I don't, I don't like to say, well, we're going to Broadway. <laughs> you know, I, I think we're on a great trajectory right now. Well, this is all uh, incredible. I've appreciated so much of your time and uh and i'm very excited to see what comes up with invisible i've been following the process with david and david for uh three or four years now so to see it continue yeah. to move forward is uh is a ton of fun well listen like i said and i mean it these guys are really great um it's been it is continues to be a real joy to work with them uh they are wonderful collaborators that's awesome. Well, have a great time in L.A. Stay safe on the highway and uh, have a good yeah. trip back home. And uh, looking forward to everything you've got on the horizon uh, in the next months and years and whenever you find some holes into your uh, in your schedule. <laughs> Thanks, brother. I appreciate that. Thank you once again for listening to Some Like It Pops series, Making a Musical. Invisible the Musical will be performing at 54 Below in New York on September 2nd at 9.45 p.m. Tickets are available on the website 54below.com. Follow at Invisible underscore show for all the latest updates. You can also find us on Twitter at SLIP Podcast for the latest news on our upcoming episodes. And you can find Matt at BWW Matt and myself at Eponine Q.